Hello, everybody. I hope you're safe and healthy, avoiding the COVID-19, as it were. On today's episode of the podcast, I talked to my buddy, Stephen Ray Fluharty. He's a, I guess, eight or nine-year veteran young guy who got in uh, pretty much his first job. He's a CWI. He's a level three prospect supposed to be going to get that done. We talk about that a bit on the podcast, but that was before we realized that the dreaded coronavirus was going to cancel all of the testing as well. So remains to be seen, but he's yeah, young guy. So I'm sure he'll get it pretty soon as soon as the testing opens back up. But yeah, anyway, we talk about that. We talk about women in NDT. We talk about how he got started talk about CWI stuff and the kind of work that he's doing now. He's a traveling contract-based guy. So uh, for the field guys out there, you'll probably find a lot to relate to. All right. Hope you enjoy. Thank you. Tell me your background. I'm a regular dude who got into NDT by accident like most all of us do uh, what does that mean how did you get in my father all right but hold on before before yep. you do that so what do you, where are you at now today uh, like as far as like certifications and everything you know so I am a CWI an AWS certified welding inspector I hold uh, two APIs for shear wave and phased array flaw detection and signal characterization and then I mostly just, uh, I've always marketed myself as a ultrasonics guy. So, uh, you know, uh, UT, phased array, and then uh, the supplementary VT, MTPT certifications. Yeah. I haven't slept a lot, by the way. So if I mumble, just like, let me know. So. No, no, I, I know. You came here from, because you're working right now in... Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Yep. Nuclear submarines. Yep. Okay. And what, okay, so I was trying to figure out... I couldn't remember what, what the whole deal about that was. It's six weeks on and two weeks off? So it's whatever you can negotiate. I negotiated seven weeks on, ten days off. Okay. And then they pay for my flight uh, back and forth, my travel time, and uh, my rental car while I'm out there. Okay. Plus my per diem while I'm out there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Seven weeks on, ten days off. And um, so if somebody was just what, – what inspections are you all doing? So the Navy likes to break things up by method. So like where in aerospace, we did a lot of PT, UT, VT, all before lunch. People are single discipline yeah. certs there. So if you're hired for a job, you're doing just that. You're ju if you're an MT tech, don't expect to do anything other than MT. There's no upward mobility. There's nothing else. Okay. Not yeah. until you get off the job and come back. For sure. If, if at all. Yeah. Yeah. So what is a, you know, what's the lowest paid guy they're getting? I know it depends on what you negotiate, but what's like a target? For, let's just put like MT, for example, 30 bucks. 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can negotiate eight weeks on, is it, is it, or whatever it is, is it straight through when you're there? Yeah. Straight through. So. But double times on Sunday. Which is know, insane. Which is nice. I mean, yeah. Uh, the problem is, is that. When you have a small area like Rhode Island, uh, you pretty much go through the population of qualified candidates pretty quick. Yeah. And they've like been around place. since the 70s or 60s. Yeah. 
So they're having to bust people in, and uh, that comes in the form of contractors. And we're not going to be away from home for a long period of time yeah. making less money than we could at home. Yeah, I mean, that's I. the whole reason I wanted to do this was just to um, – you know, just like put it online because there's not really a lot of stuff online. And, you know, like you were about to get into, which I want you to get into is how you heard about Mm it. You know, it was basically on accident through family, which is how so many people do. But it's like with everybody being um, the college bubble is like pretty much obviously bursting right now. You know, like it doesn't seem like that's so to hear degrees aren't doing so hot. Hey man, you're in a house with a English major and a philosophy major. (laughs) So yeah, trust me. Like I know about the the pain of the college degree. So it's like you, but just to know that you could be making, you know, a hundred grand really doing this, uh, for a year and a half and you can get an MT cert and make 60 grand a year and untaxed per diem. Yeah. Every year you're there. Yeah. Which is insane. So that, that, yeah, that's, that's the whole reason that I, even wanted to start doing this and talk about those kind of opportunities. But please uh, tell me how, how did you start? I feel like we've talked about this once before, but I, I don't Yeah. So uh, I was turning 18. I had a, and by the way, I'm a, I'm a high school dropout. So I have a GED. Oh wow. And then, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. My father was an NDT as a, a regional operations manager in the Southeast, mostly over paper mills. And, um, you know, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to do audio, um, but it wasn't realistic. The bills probably wouldn't get paid. There was no long-term progression for it. And then he brought me to work for an outage. I was a fire watch and a whole watch Oof, yeah, for yeah. no money. And, um, you know, hazed back when you could haze people. Yeah. Can't do that anymore in 2020. What kind of hazing would they do to you? Oh man, they would, uh, well, they wouldn't even let me like inside. I remember, uh, they were reading film and I was like, oh yeah, they just shut the door in my face. I wasn't good enough to look at the screen. They didn't want to tell me anything. Um, if it was cold outside or raining, they gave me a trash bag to put on. I remember that they would dump a couple on my head. Trash bag Um, poncho. My dad gave me a light bulb and told me to go up to the top of a, of a Hershey unit about 300 feet stairs. Uh, stuff like that. That sounds dangerous. No, it was it was a structure. But he's like, oh, there's bulb. a guy up there, changing a light bulb. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Uh, separating, uh, you know, stainless steel, um, into different types of magnetism. He'd be like, you know, if it's not magnetic, yeah, you know, yeah throw it yeah. in this bucket. Stuff like that. I mean, um, that's not hazing though. That's you know, practical metal sorting. Sure. Uh, I mean, yeah. In the volumes that they made me do it, yeah, in, it was yeah, definitely yeah, hazing. Yeah. Um. Just, you know, just just small stuff, um, which builds character, which definitely. I mean, look, you're not going to you're not going to get allowed to make the money until you, you know, get get messed with a little bit. I mean, I my own grandfather is who started me out and he paid me 15 bucks an hour, which was reasonable. And he told me he's like, look, I'm going to pay you for 40 hours, whether we work 40 or not. So I'm like, man. This is going to be great. You got a sick gig. Yeah, you would think so until like I was coming in at seven and working until 530 p.m. Like every no, no, never any overtime. Like, and don't get me wrong. Like it it was fine. But we were we were like when I first started, we were blowing and going like we we were working hard. And uh, yeah, I didn't get a raise. I didn't get a raise. 
And even when I asked for a raise, he was like, what do you want? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, I can pay you 18. And I was like, that's fine. And like, cause I was a level two at that time, you know? Oof. Yeah. And exactly. Like it was way below what I could have, you know, but he, he, he like chopped me out. Like <laughs> I, I learned how to not negotiate from that conversation. It's funny how the skills you learn early, uh, manifest themselves later in your career. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, when the, what always kept me, you know, into this career field was I can make $150,000 a year mm-hmm. answering multiple choice questions. That's yeah. what you got to do. That's what you got to do, though. That. Some people really hate testing. I did, too. When I first started, I hated testing. I remember being nervous about my MT level two exam and uh, my VT level two exam. But now it's just part of what you have to do testing is i think it's it's a really good thing about the about this industry like you're gonna have to stay sharp when you jump around boom and then after a while once you're on your third job you've seen those questions so many times right when i went to so i was with accurate for five years and then after my fifth year with accurate i was an mtpt ut shearwave and vt level two making 1950 an hour okay um that was when you started how old were you i was 23 Making nineteen fifty an hour. Okay. Working only forty hours a week. But this was where? Tampa, Florida. So you had an apartment. You could get an apartment with that. I was right? renting a room. Yeah. Yeah. But you were doing good. Like I'm uh, sure for twenty with all those I certifications. Mean, you should have been doing better. You could have been doing better, but that's not that bad. It's not that bad. I saw a listing for Mistross for a nuclear job. And uh, the guy called me and said, Are you Greg's son? And I said, Yeah and he was like, uh, you're I was your dad's RT assistant twenty years ago. And he gave me 38 off the rip. Woo! You know? Yeah. He didn't even ask what I made. Yeah. So that's when I first saw, like, big money. There was per diem on that job. Um, but that was contract work, though. Did it, was it 38 with benefits? Or 38 it, with benefits, yeah. With benefits. Yep. So, like, medical, dental, yep. that kind of stuff. Yep. It was at the VC Summer Nuclear Plant in uh, Jenkinsville, South Carolina. Wow. They were building uh, two new reactors. That sounds good as fuck. Before they pulled the plug on that. Oh, Wow. So how long did that see? I looked at your resume and I was just Oof. blown away by yeah. the fact that you've had like eight jobs or something. Mm. This is my fourth time working for Mistross. Wow, they will take anybody back. Yeah, that's why well, I tell I'm, you if you if you need I'm, a job, go to Mistross. You have to stay in good standing uh, for sure. I mean, if you burn bridges, you know, and I think that's one thing about this industry too is like I I've noticed that people still burn bridges and will get back to places. But it's very, very important that you just maintain your integrity. Everybody's going to make mistakes from time to time. Sure. But, you know, just own up to it and you, you'll get back. This is an industry where being real goes a, a long way. Not, you know, we're always, we always have people that want us to, to change our mind, whether it's a welder who oh doesn't believe in the call. Yeah. I mean, or, you know, it's a. It's a, a supervisor saying that, you know, this can't be what it is for yeah. whatever reason. Or if it's an engineer asking us to just double check. Yeah. I mean, being real in this industry goes a long way. And I think, you know, younger Steven definitely didn't make the right decisions on on the way I left most of my jobs. Yeah. Um, but uh, thankfully, the integrity aspect, uh, you know, prevailed whenever I needed to find work again, you know, I've I mean, always yeah, said you yeah. might not like me, but you'll know the truth. That's, I mean, that's the thing is I think ultimately, like I never want to work with anybody that I don't, that I can't trust. Sure. And so 
Like, and I don't care a good inspector that I feel like, you know, like when I say good, I mean like somebody who's knowledgeable and knows how to do it, but I feel like is, is half assing, you know, and mm-hmm. starts pen, pencil whipping stuff. Yeah. Like that's my problem. I'd rather have somebody who's going to always, you know, put the brakes on and ask questions. You know, I'd rather have a bad inspector who's never going, who's going to do every inspection than a good inspector. Who's like, ah, I, I know this. I know this right. is good. I've I done this joint a hundred times. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, they, they pump out, they pump these out all week. It's, yeah. um, complacency is no, rough straight, in our industry. And it's, and it's, it's so easy to fall asleep at the wheel, man. But I feel yep. like eventually it's going to bite you in the ass. And it's just not even. Well, the definition of integrity is doing the right thing when no one is watching. And that's, that's your definition. That's my personal <laughs> definition. Yeah. And I, I, I try to hold as true to that now. Of course, uh, I'm sure that there are people out there that can point out examples in my career. Where Bro, that there's going to the be. Like, I, I trip on that all the time because like it doesn't matter what or how good you are. You know, you're you, people. Somebody's gonna have a different opinion about you, and it, and it kind of like it kind of it kind of grates me because I want. I when I was a kid, I used to want everybody to like me. Sure. And then when I first started in the industry, I wanted everybody to think I was good. Right. And now I just realize it. It's the same thing. Like not everybody's gonna like you, and not everybody's gonna think you're good. Nope. But it's still a tough pill to swallow, man. It, it really is, man. Uh, the, you know, this is not an industry for egos, and I've learned that over the past 10 years <laughs> honestly but you're right people will remember the one time you messed up it's like uh, uh-huh. that scene in super bad where he's like oh you pissed your pants in third grade like, <laughs> people was, don't forget yeah people don't forget um, <laughs> seriously they never people will you know never celebrate your victories no They'll always point out your losses yeah no yeah. man and it's crazy and it and it i mean i guess that's just how it has to be for certain people i really really try not to be that way Maybe I am. Maybe there are people that I hold grudges against that, like, I'm rooting and waiting for them to fail, and then oh, I attach to I, I it, definitely you know? am. <laughs> I definitely am. I can tell you right now, like, all the therapy in the world hasn't stopped that <laughs> desire for those people to go down. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, okay, so you caught me on that one. You know, my bad, my bad. You were right. Um but like now, now I'm just waiting. Yep, chomping at the bit. Oh man, and I, I try not to be that way, but it's human. But everybody's time comes, man. Uh, as an inspector, you can't be on 100% of the time. Uh, it's uh, it's impossible. Fatigue happens. You know, they say don't let your personal life interfere with your work life, but yeah, which is tough. You you know, I I can't get in a fight with my girlfriend on the way to work and then act like everything's fine at work. Yeah, no, it's you tough. Know? It's tough. And then you know you have. Um, especially one of the places that we work together, really, really high pressure environment. Yep. And it doesn't matter. Hey, I'm tired. Uh, I can't work as fast today. You know, it's yeah. like, no, 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 no. This needs to be done today. And, and, it, and especially at that place, it's like, we don't care if it takes you 12 hours or 14 hours. You need to finish today. Today. You know? <laughs> so. And, uh, th- and another thing is the culture, the people around you. Um, I've been I've been working on trying to filter that extra noise because mm-hmm. I've let that noise come to me and uh, like the negative feedback from whatever project like the the job we were at together um, there were so many outside influences you know um, like oh man this this place sucks it's rough we're not getting support you know and that all wears on you too man that's what I was gonna say is like I try to lead by example sometimes you know in in my own way sure but. Yeah, they, um, you, you, it's, it's really easy to get caught up, you know, to get caught up in it. It's, it's very easy. And, and that's it's everywhere. a lot like high school, unfortunately. 
It can know? be. It can be. You want to go along to get along. Sure. You know, and you, you know, you, cause you, you have to, you have to maintain the respect of your peers in this industry, especially. You know who I always think of as an example, who's somebody we both know as like the pillar of the perfect technician. I don't know his political views. I don't know if he's got like a weird kink or fetish. I don't know if he, like he plays so straight. It's it's unbelievable. That's uh, Tony. Tony Magana? Yep. Oh, no, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever yeah. I think of a situation that I That's need to the be most solid political in, I think of him. Dude, I work with one of the guys. So he was a level three before he came there. Mm. And he, I work with one of his guys that he taught. Mm. And that guy, just because Tony taught him, like has like similar integrity right. to Tony's. And everybody, absolutely, without a doubt, like, no, that dude is just a saint. Like, it's a like zero ego whatsoever. Right. Will always raise his hand. And then, like, every so I remember when he started and he would go around with a notepad, mm-hmm. taking notes, studying, trying to do as good as he could. And, like, he would, he would, I would see him, like, deal with people snapping at him. And he's, and he just took it. And, like, then all of a sudden, boom, he's one of the best there. Yeah. Arguably the best. I mean, he's he was the go-to guy. When and he's I definitely left. the most adult. One hundred percent. The maturity level that he had. A lot of us grew up in the industry. Though I was worried about who you were going to say because I'm like, okay, how am I going to how am I going to spin this into a positive? <laughs> but well, I could never say anything negative about Tony. No, like, absolutely not. It's uh, it's it would be hard. But a lot of us grew up in the industry. Oh know? yeah, we were oh, especially there. in the field. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, man. Because what you're talking about is how many times have you heard this phrase? That motherfucker doesn't know shit. Every day. <laughs> Every I've probably day. said it a hundred times. You know you've said it. Oh, yeah. I've said it. It's the easiest thing We said thing it about say. each other. Of no. course. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking, yeah, no. And it's like, it's like, it just rolls off the tongue. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you hear, first off, some an engineer or somebody will come up to you and be like, hey, so-and-so rejected this. And you look at it and you're like, wait, who did what? Ah, motherfucker, I know shit. Yep. You know what the fuck he's looking at. Yep. Let me see this shit. Oh man, you know I I guess you know, but look, I you know I hit this block, Bob. You know, whatever. There's always there's always some opinion in it, you know. Always. But I mean, I wish there wasn't. I mean, there there's we have a subjective line of work, man. Like it isn't, it isn't. Like it's I black don't and white want to it to be. It. I yeah, like yeah. yeah, to meet my calls. My calls are black and white. I try to make it every the code book as possible. <laughs> then you hear guys that are like, oh, that poor is uh, a linear indication. Oh, my God. Because Ev- volumetrically. <laughs> everything I call is very clear. <laughs> I, w- I can't me. say everything. To well, me. Yeah, to me, yes, to me. 100%. Yeah. Everything I call is black and white. No, I just had to sit through because I'm at a new place now. And so I keep writing up, you know, issues. Mm. Um. And I just had to sit through a training and an engineer led it and he was telling me to do it differently than the other three engineers. And then we like pulled one of my issues and he was having, he really took offense to like the way I wrote the statement. And I could see on the third time, you know, why it was unclear the way I wrote it. Sure. But you know, I listed the table and everything. I, it's, it, I don't know. I don't know. People don't also know, people re- read get things the information differently. that they want to receive. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, that's a, yeah, 100%. I'm the king of spicy emails. That's see, I love. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They call them nasty grams where I work. Nasty oh, grams. Yeah, it's that sounds a lot cuter. You you do a lot of composites, right? A lot yeah, of UTN composites. Yeah, yeah, which I'm like super stoked about because um I hate the field. True. 
It's and, a lot of lab work. And yeah, so um, even though I make a lot less than I could, sure. probably half what I could. Well, they work f- nine. I work 40 hours a week. Yeah, 980. It's different than where we were at, where it was mandatory 610s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you're going to work, on average, 55 hours, and that's weak. That's weak. Everybody worked 55 hours a week. If you don't work 55 hours, you were looked at. How did you get away with not working your Saturdays? You know, I'm just talking about the average of 55. So it's it's closer to 60, 65. For sure. Especially the night shift guys. And But here where I'm at, it's like 80. 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 81, 84. Ooh, that's a big really? one. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm straight 40 now. I don't want an hour. Well, that's what I'm saying. 80, 80 per my paycheck. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. And, and, and so, but, but yeah, so with doing the composites and learning the composites, that means that I'll probably never, I mean, it's nice to just have the option because, because it's hard to transition. Most people don't get sure. to transition. Yeah. If you're doing welds, you're doing welds forever. If you're doing pipeline, you're doing pipeline forever. Right aerospace they find out you know welds you know metals you know aluminum Mm -hmm. you're staying in that the place we were at they weren't going to let somebody who knew weld inspection go over to composites right but the funny thing about tony is he came in from a composite background he did yeah you know um there are are, are rare instances for sure but uh you know you're absolutely right you stay in your lane in whatever industry you're in yeah so I'm, i'm really fortunate that i've gotten the ability to to learn a new um the new dimension and because it's all l wave yep it's i mean it's pretty simple it's i've i've only ever seen a little bit of data well i mean it it, it takes a while because you have to learn the defect types sure so right. i mean that's with anything and so i'm really really lucky i'm gonna talk to uh my boss his name's cody engstrand he's our rl3 mm. five level threes brilliant guy right it's almost like annoying sometimes because you know he can do math in his head very very quickly. I hate those guys. Yeah, yeah. he I can hate, do math in I front of you guys. very quickly. Right. Yeah. I'm over here trying to figure out how much change I got I know, right? to get back. You know, but he's over here like I mean doing these percentages and like anyway. Aerospace um, has some of the smartest people I've ever met in it. By the way, well, other he, industries don't compare to aerospace. Yeah. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't you? Why, why, if you were one of the smartest people, why sure. would you go to the field? Why would you go to oil and gas? I 100% agree. You know, like it's in, it's in a region of the country that isn't known for intellect. Right. And as a, as a, as a, as a technician who grew up in that space. I grew up in that region. Yeah. So Trust like, me, like, I, walk in, I know. I walk into aerospace and I'm like, oh, I'm actually not very smart. Dude. <laughs> like, hey, that's It was exactly. super humbling to be like, oh, you guys are real Technicians. I couldn't even believe some of the stuff people expected me to know when me, I got there. Me neither. I was like, what? Like, yeah. what are you guys doing? Y'all casually talk about these things? Like, I truly, a lot of the stuff that, that, I, I mean, there, there's, there's a few things that I just, I knew and I could define, but I didn't truly understand right. until I started working with a few of the Phase Dre guys there. Uh, Matt Lieb is definitely one of them, mm-hmm. who's a very brilliant guy. And, UT Jesus. Uh, yeah. And so, I mean, it's just simple things like that I hammered down, like absolutely hammered down, like mode conversion, like, you know, um, I mean, it's just, it's just things that were that were concepts that I could define. Sure. That I didn't fully, like I couldn't visualize. It's self-evident when you have somebody like that break it down in front of you. Yeah. So, you know? so yeah. And that's what you get when you, when you, when you get to that level sure. of inspector. And, um, so yeah, what I was, was going to say is Cody was a, he's one of the rare, 
he almost got a doctorate in engineering, but he stopped. Um, so he has a master's in engineering, manufacturing engineer. He was a professional manufacturing engineer for a while, but because of his like little niche study while he was doing his doctorate, he focused on synthetic aperture, um, synthetic aperture focusing, something like that. Okay. So what that actually is. So I, he had, he explained it to me several times. Took me a while to get it. So it's a precursor to phased array. Okay. You take one element Mm -hmm. and you index it over whatever your, you know, whatever you want. Right. And then you take all that data Mm -hmm. and you, you turn that into a C scan image. So it does the exact same thing as a linear array. Sure. But it's still just one element. So like where a C scan is just stacked A scans with the amplitudes given to color value. Yeah. It's, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, did I just bastardize it? Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm. It's like the the simple answer is yes, but a C scan doesn't necessarily have to give an amplitude of color value. Sure. Because it could right. also be based off distance, you know, with the time of flight right. and yep. stuff. Which is another thing they use in, in composites a lot is they use a lot of time of flight. Really? Yeah, yeah. You use it a lot because okay, like dual element is that what you're talking about? Like transfer time? No, 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 no. When I say time of flight, what I just mean is it's a different way of data, data presenting hmm. and. Um, because whenever you have a C scan image, you typically we're used to seeing an amplitude, right? Right, like mm-hmm. that's just what you use when you're inspecting welds. Well, when you're inspecting composites, you're looking for things that don't necessarily change. It to distill it, you you, you don't get any amplitude. I'm sorry, you don't get any depth information from an amplitude, a pure amplitude uh, presentation. Sure. So you. You can you do time of flight. A lot of times you're looking at both of them concurrently mm-hmm. because they, it gives you depth informa- information from the C scan image. Interesting. So yeah, is that I because mean, of the construction of the composites where they're? I mean, it's a non-homogeneous um, right piece, right? So you might have an intermediary reflector mm-hmm. that okay. So when you're doing a composite inspection, typically, right, if you have a single group, you're going to set the back wall to 80 or 100, whatever, and so you might be going through and scanning the entire piece and you get a reflector that comes up at 80 or you get an intermediate reflector that doesn't even really um, affect the back wall at all Interesting. because it could be FOD that's interlaminar in between the sheets of right. composite. Wow. And so it doesn't break. It doesn't actually drop the back wall. So if you look at your C scan and it's only amplitude based. You're just going to see a clean C-scan. Right. You might see the hazy outline of it. Sure. But when you put it in time of flight, you'll see, boom. You know, if you put your gate down to 20, a lot of times that's how we have it. We right. gate down to 20. And it'll go up to 40. But it doesn't, because it's, because it doesn't represent a big enough um, impedance change. Right. You know, which is another thing. This is like, this is another thing. It's like, I'm like, I'm, you know, when I get I just did my level three basic course yeah. uh, last week. <laughs> and I feel really comfortable about talking <laughs> yeah. about composites. But it's, <laughs> so it's like. These are things that you're expected to know, like what the hell? But no, so because it doesn't represent a big enough impedance change in the material, it doesn't actually um, change the amplitude or anything. The, the sound blows right through it, but it does create enough of a reflection for you to uh, for, for it to trigger the gate. That's why you set the gate down to 20. And when you put it in time of flight, it's very obvious. Wow. So they use that a lot in C-scan. See, I have uh, in, no experience with that. That's something that I would like to dabble in see and that that's why man that's really why i wanted to come to this company like because i i just figured look i want to get a well-rounded uh understanding of ut Mm. and 
Yeah, I think what it's, what's going to end up happening is I'm going to be a jack of all trades and a master of none, but I'm completely fine with that because it's going to within keep me UT employed. or within NDT. Uh, well, certainly within NDT. Sure. But you know, I wanted to. I, I know if I had stayed where I was at, I could have mastered more of the phased array inspection of uh, aluminum. Sure. You know, which is very important. But you know, I got two years experience doing that, and that's that's plenty. Yep. And we still do a little bit of that. And I'm going to push mm. to keep doing some of that because we still have some parts. Now, the aircraft that I'm working on is like probably one of the like, it's almost all composite. It's probably one of the few that are in production right now. That are So that's what you guys composite. do there is aircraft. Yeah. Okay. It's like 100% composite too. The only things that, that aren't is the engine, which we don't make. Sure. And the landing gear. Hmm. Is there a lot of eddy current out there? Yep. Really? Yeah. On the landing gear and the wheels. That's it. Which are part of the landing gear. So. Wow. Yeah. How many people are in the NDT group? Man, right now we have like eight. I think it's like 13. Really? Total. So small. Yeah, we're super small and we're going to stay really lean for the time being. And there's a lot of reasons for it um, at the moment. But the majority of it is because our aircraft don't have to be FAA certified because there's no people in them. Okay. So. So drones. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Neat. Unmanned that's, aircraft. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so it's kind of neat because it's like, you know, you go from uh, a place where you have like the highest level um, <laughs> of, of audits yes. to a place where it's like the audit is just to make sure, do you guys have a cert? Okay, cool. And that's it. Really? Yeah. No, it's pretty crazy. On submarines, it's a little different. Oh, I imagine anything. In, so are you doing nuclear submarines? Yes. Okay. Which is like, that's the highest level. That's the absolute. Yep. It's uh, it's cool. We probably have, I think, for vendors. There's two vendors out there, us and another company. Um, I think Mistross right now probably has 25 people out there between the different methods. Uh, electric Boat under General Dynamics probably has 150. Wow. And then another company probably has close to... 50. And how often do you cycle new people in and out? Uh, it depends. Uh, like we had a, a shear wave guy who, yes, absolutely. Uh, we had a shear wave guy who tested pretty poor, but he had some personal circumstances that, you know, kind of, yes, absolutely. Cheers, little, buddy. Take a little swig. It's a little spicy. It's damn delicious. It's really good. Um, so we try to keep him around. We try to make sure that he, that he was good. Um, he ended up just not cutting it. He lasted two weeks. Mm -hmm. We've had guys that have been there for three years. Um, okay. So we try to keep we try to get people in that want to be there. Yeah. It's hard to be away from home. I mean, you're an NDT. Yeah. That's, we're not we're not home. Yeah. Most of the time. I, that's why I like aerospace so much. I mean, when I yes. got laid off by my grandpa, I was like, you know what? Screw this industry because I didn't want to go on the road. It's hard. It ruined yeah. my uh, ruined a marriage for me. Yeah, you know, my father was on the road growing yeah. up. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's not easy. No, I mean, it's got to be tough. But so, what do you think you get? You know, as a trade off for that sacrifice? I mean, is it experience? Yeah, you you get, which is invaluable. Uh, and if you market yourself right with that experience, you can make good money. That's, you know, that's the plight of the NDT technician. You know, yeah. you take your experience you roll it into certifications and you market yourself for more money uh, that's why when you look at my resume and you're like wow you've done a lot of contracts it's yeah 
there, there's a theme to them. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's a steady progression. It is, uh, monetarily wise and, uh, technical wise. I never, I don't like to be stagnant. I always like to be, uh, challenged in what I do. Um, so, you know, it's, it's give and take you, you, you miss out on birthdays. You're not going to be there for, you know, your, your, your nephew's yeah. birthday. You know, you might miss anniversaries, but, uh, you know, you get great experience and you're usually making good money. You're making, I mean, if you're doing that work, you're making very good money. Sure. I mean, because you did all this work and you saved all your money and you squirreled it away and you chastised me endlessly for being as broke as I am. I didn't chastise you. Okay. But you I, were, I didn't chastise you. <laughs> you you were not polite. I was vocal times. about it. You were vocal about it. <laughs> I like, was vocally I'm disappointed. A proud member of the Broke Millennials Club. And there's absolutely I mean, I have I have my reasons, but everybody's got their reasons. Sure. But you took your money and you took one of your jobs that was ending and you parlayed that into a business venture. Yes. Right? Yep. And that's still going on? Yes. Uh, and actually, so I'm sure we're gonna talk about the coronavirus. So the oh, coronavirus no. has done nothing but help uh my business really? and my father who's uh who's now a, a project manager at a paper mill that exclusively makes pulp paper pulp for toilet paper and paper towels oh snap so they were thinking about shutting the site down eight months ago now he's working 12 hour shifts <laughs> oh man <laughs> so uh we need that tp we need it and that's what my company does um they do informational only uh, inspections on paper machine journals and rolls. Yeah, wow. So we were kind of slow for the last year, and damn, thank God. I mean, it now changed. they're like they're turning them on. They are, you know, they're really going. That's crazy. Yeah, there's Keep a few industries the, like that. That's that yeah. Just, it's dude. It's so because so, so, like right now, oil and gas is tanking. Woo! Yeah, yeah it's really yeah. bad. So like my folks back home. Um, they're not doing well. Is your all. grandfather still in it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. no, I mean, he's at this point he could stop any moment, so he doesn't need any more money. Sure. So he's just gonna stay doing it as a hobby. Right. But they are making money. Yeah. You know, I mean, he really only needs a thousand dollars a day to make money, which that's a lot. Well, you you think so? But I mean, when your average job. The minimum job is $150. You know, you're talking like six minimums, you know. So what is he doing? UT? Yeah, he does UT. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's mobile technician work. So he comes out and he will he does piece work. So uh, the minimum is this, but, you know, uh, it's X number of dollars per linear foot, depending on size. Wow. And, uh, yeah. So we go to, when I worked with him, we go to heat treaters who mm -hmm. they need UT at right. the end. You know, they need a lot of inspections, but typically it's UT. Um, so we do hardness and UT mainly, but also mm -hmm. a little bit of MT, all on raw material. And uh, he has a bunch of customers. But they all, almost exclusively all, only serve uh, oil and gas um, machine companies that right. make, you know, parts for down downhole parts. So where do you think that industry is going in the next 10 years? Oh man, you know that's the real funny thing about it, man. Is um, is alternative really going to take the market? And so, if alternative does, then I figure. I mean, I've never even seen what a hydroelectric needs. You know, that's not even alternative. I mean, they've been doing hydroelectric sure. forever. Yep. 
But what are we talking about? Are we talking about just wind farms? Because then, then, then you have infrared, geography, and uh, composite scans. UT right. composite. So I'm like, okay, good. I'm fine with that. Right. Um, Acoustic emissions. Yeah, yeah. They do a lot of AE, but I mean, that's a weird one because it's not the kind of thing that is like an active kind of inspection. Sure. When they do acoustic emissions, from what I understand, from the little itty bitty bit that I understand, um, they leave those sensors on there. They do. They just leave them there. Yeah. So it's not the kind from of thing. From what I understand as well. Yeah. It's, it's an in-service inspection, monitoring inspection. Exactly. Right, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's not the kind of thing you go and like, I'm going to do for an hour and a half. It's right. like, no. It's you remote. just leave them on there and then boom, you have an event. Then you go and investigate. Sure. <clears throat> and whatever method you use. Um, but yeah, I mean, so what is oil and gas going to do the next decade? I don't know. I mean, I would say, do you really think that in our lifetimes we're going to stop massive oil exploration? It seems incredibly unlikely to me. I wouldn't discredit anything. I'd hope not. Why would you hope that we continue to... It employs a lot of people. Yeah. I think so. And like, I don't want that to be the reason. Yeah, I don't... Like, I don't want that to be the reason. I want to... I want to believe that, you know, that it's not as bad as scientists say, you know, but it's like they're literally the only ones studying how bad it actually is. Right. You know, Philip Morris said smoking wasn't that bad for you. So, yeah, and they're still right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, so. uh, I don't know. I think the coronavirus, though, getting back to that, kind of <laughs> yeah. really, that's all I want to talk about on this podcast. Uh, kind of has really helped the environment. Planes aren't traveling as much. Not many people are on the road. We got here in two and a half hours from LA. Man, which is a blessing. I yeah, know. The traffic. I mean, San Diego doesn't have traffic, but she goes up to, uh, she goes up to um, LA. Mm-hmm. You know, well, she goes up once and she comes back. But she came, she got home in record time, basically. Yeah, uh, it's great. Uh, but we needed a new plague. We and uh, it's here. That's what Dwight Schrute said. Yeah, and uh, so. it's, it's coming true. <laughs> Dwight Schrute, 2020. Thanos um, came through snapping. You know <laughs> oh what I mean? man, he clapped with this one. It's yeah. uh, it's crazy, man. Um, but I but think that's that, a boon for your business. You, yeah. yeah, speculating about the future of oil and gas is 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 dismal and and you know it's not bright. No, but, but 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 going back to the 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 the, the money aspect. Yeah, I could always. The one thing I always try to tell people is 10% needs to go away. If you, whatever you're making, 10% needs to vanish and you don't need to see it. No, I know. You know, that's one thing that I took from you um, because I have a company that does 401k matching now. And, which is awesome. Which is great. And so when I started, I, re- I, I did my IRA back. Mm-hmm. Um, her and I started a vacation savings account nice and i added the max well, I, I went over the max with the 401k would match because mm. we match half of six so three percent right um which is good That's, and uh but we also get a pension which is amazing which is yeah incredible i would stay in any job forever that is like pension and that is something of the past that doesn't even happen anymore so but but what i did is from day one i actually did 10 percent of my income mm-hmm. to the 401k I had to I had to back it off for a little bit, but so I don't even know what my full that's check not, looks that's, like. That's not that's not even for the immediate future. That's for way later on. Down yeah. the road. So then an additional ten percent needs to go to emergencies fund. Well, yeah, and I'm working on that, but I just finished paying off my truck and Good. stuff like that. You know, I don't need 
the preaching right now, Stephen. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I'm proud of you for the for the for the four hundred one k. All the things I'm with you. I have heard all the things, but the truck's paid off, and I'm trying to sell the bike, man. I know. Are you, trying to get rid of the he bike, pitched man. it to me on the way in. <laughs> <laughs> you need, really you need nice. a bike out in Boston? No, I don't. But. You sure? I don't, man. Dude, think about how far that per diem will go if you just rode a bike. Julia, you know? Oh, they pay for my rental car. Uh, okay, well. Julia, do you want me to die on a bicycle? No. She no. won't let me. First off, you're not going to die. You're just going to be horribly disfigured. I'm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll be oh, single and horribly You heard it figured. here first. Yeah. She she doesn't want a paraplegic. She is a physical therapist, so you think that'd be right up her alley. She's a, <laughs> she's, she's a physical ableist is what she is. She is, yeah. How dare you? Gosh. How dare you? So that's cool that you've kind of taken uh, control of your finances. I can't tell you how many guys, like even where I work, where it's like... You've well, been I have this career years. to yeah. thank. Yeah, oh, 100%. For, and for putting you in my life. Yeah, man. Yeah, thank you. It's a blessing no, and a my, curse. My, 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 <laughs> boss, my boss now, too, is like another one. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't ever tell anybody what to do, but, you know, he, he, I mean, he, he, he had some good fortune in his life that he, that he took advantage of. Sure. You know, and, but he's been saving since he started working. Yeah. And um, so now he's like 40, 41, 42. But every single thing that he does, so you do some high-risk investment stuff from what I, from what I talked to you yeah. about. Yeah. You know, not anymore. I, I stopped, but I, I did. <laughs> okay. He doesn't do any high risk investment, but he's slow growth. And so now that he's in his forties because he's been saving since he was, you know, that age. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, coming up on what anybody would be proud to say they had, you know, that's and important. And you know, Matt slow Lee, and steady Matt Lee makes how much money and he still cuts his wife's hair. Like they cut their own hair. Yeah. They cut their own hair. Wow. They thrift store shop. Yeah. Jules, would you ever let me cut your hair? There you go. I'm not. No. A, I'm not allowed to cut my own steak. <laughs> yeah, hair. No, I, I. So, but the thing is, the thing is, this is one of the places where you can be any Joe Blow off the streets. Yeah. I truly believe. One hundred percent. There's a there's 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 room in this industry. I've met some people. If you're high integrity and you pay attention to detail, you can be below average IQ, legitimately, and still be a very well paid person. I've said it multiple times. It doesn't take a lot to be in the top 10%. You really have to just, it's give some of a fuck. Y- yes. 100%. Yeah. Just some of a fuck. Not even a whole one. You don't have to give a whole fuck. Nope. Be real and give half a fuck on most days. I mean, and just, just never assume. And, and I think, you know, it, it you know, but I mean, it obviously helps because right now you are trying to. To get your level threes done, yeah, I take. You got to give a whole fuck to get your level threes oh, done. So I just did the basic course with Hellier. Um, who's your Who's your instructor? I got to meet Matt McGloin recently. You know, okay, no, Michael this was McGloin, uh, Eugene Sh- Shopper. Eugene Sharpia, you know him. That's the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he did the UT. He did, I, my UT level three. Man, he's got to be like eighty years old now. Seventy. Seventy. He's seventy. He's gonna wow. go till he's seventy-three. Man, he, um, he's old. Where did you? Were you in Houston? Connecticut. Connecticut. See, yeah. that's the cool thing is they get around because he lives in like Oklahoma or like northern Texas or something. Yeah, northern Texas. Yeah. yeah he, uh, he, man, he's old. He's been doing this since like 77. So I took my UT level three refresher with him when I was 25. Wow. Five years ago. Wow. He was old then. Yeah. I'm sure he didn't get any younger. He's, his pants have gotten higher. You can tell. Oh, okay. You know? he's, he's got nipple pants. He's getting, he's getting to that. He's, that he's point, got yeah. <laughs> super, super knowledgeable, super smart. Yeah, uh, I've not taken the basic yet, so I don't know how the material applies to the test. Yeah, 
because um, he hasn't even taken the test since like the. No, it's different Late since 90s? he took it because I'm sure they've expanded. They've added more methods, would be my guess. Yeah, like a thermal know. infrared. They couldn't have been on there then. I knew nothing about that, even after reading about it. Yeah. See, that's another thing is I'm very lucky because that's we do geography and infrared, so I'm around those guys all the time. Okay. Yeah. Not that I can answer any questions for you right now. I was going to pick your brain. Please don't. <laughs> what about Please neutron don't. radiography? You know what you can do is you can listen to my podcast with Henry Cook and Flint Spears. And oh, yeah? uh, you can find some useful <laughs> information Gleam some there. information on there. Yeah, I mean, maybe even get in contact with them because they're great. Um, but neutron radiography, here's the thing about that. They're assholes for even putting that on the test. Nobody does that. Right. Like, a, uh, what's the other one? Uh, like, acoustic emissions is on there now? Yeah. Which what else? Again, well... Um, I they think, just added so much shit. Yeah, uh, the, the 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 leak testing is weird, because if you're gonna find halogen diode leak testing, that is the sniffer. That's what they do to find um, gas leaks in tanks. Um, I think it's in tanks, but it's also sniffer tests are done by the city services. Oh, really? Yeah, go That's talk to those is? guys. Yeah, and um, you know helium mass spectrometer things. You know, my, that's something my friend they do, does like, that at in, Oak Ridge National Lab. She's, what is, a, she's, what? A, she's a LT level three at Oak Ridge National Lab, and that's what she does. Wow. So she said that that's rough. I've done bubble leak testing. That's bubble within leak. my realm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because that sounds like that, I'm pretty sure they do it on pipeline stuff. You check welds with that, yeah, right? 100%. Yeah. Snoop testing, all that stuff. You can Boom. Do they do that at at, um, at the aerospace place we worked at. You yeah. Know? Oh, do they? That's, yeah, they do. They do. I worked with, I talked to those guys a lot. Yeah, they put the little Snoop. You know, huh. that's a product. Yeah. It's a brand name, Snoop. Yep. And uh, to check welds. I didn't you pressurize it. You, everything there, oh like the OTWs everything there is wow. pressurized and, and yeah that's, that's did not did yeah, not know that they that's how on. much I paid attention in a year and a half well I was in tube shop so mm. that was really yeah where where you were um they don't do that they they pressurize the entire vehicle but they don't they don't they don't they don't snoop all the all the wells you know what I mean so, so. you want to stay aerospace. Um, I want to stay not, yeah, I want to stay very comfortable. I want to stay home. But I mean, one thing that I've joked about, well, I told her that, um, if I get laid off because we are like incredibly slow right now, there's 34 quarantine cases at my job site for Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, if I get laid off, I'm going to become a bartender, uh, or a stripper, but I, She's not. She's not. She's not excited about either of those. Are you more keen on the bartender, Kamar, or stripper Kamar? Do I have to choose? No, you don't have to choose. So, um, <laughs> but I'm. I'm. I don't want to go on the road, but I could. I could. Yep. I could do it for a little bit because I know they're paying like fifty-five dollars an hour to go up to Alaska. You know, and that's this- sh- shit work, though, man. That's twelve hours a day, three mm-hmm. seven days a week for three weeks on. You have to pay for your own travel back and forth. Oh, okay, that's. You know yeah. what? That's. That was the one thing that I was unclear about, but I, yeah, that's what I thought I remembered hearing. Yep. So what he would do, um, the guy that I know that would do that work, he wouldn't always go home. Nope. He would go wherever it was cheapest to go. Yeah. And like right now you can pretty much go anywhere. Which is sweet. You yeah. Know? It's, it's nice. So, but you were, so he was like, you know, 12 hours a day, whatever. I uh, did the math. It's like $6,000 or something when like for you work three weeks straight at that rate, you get yeah. like six grand. Yes, but then you're off for three weeks, paying for your own travel back and forth. So it's like making twenty five hundred bucks a week, which is pretty, you know, pretty average for any like road. Yeah, job. he says like six grand after taxes though, which is really. Which is, 
That, it, it could I mean, true, if you yeah. think about it, man, I mean, it should be close to that. I don't know. I don't know. But that's also what competing that. with the price of oil and stuff. It is oil. Out it is there, oil. It is oil. You know, on slope, as they call it. What I'm trying but, to get get to is you're always welcome in Boston. You're okay. always welcome. <laughs> Thank you, and I will. I would do my best to be to be worthy of that. You know, and that's the one thing that I can promise is like, I can never come in and say like, I'm gonna be bomb at inspections I've never done. Sure, but you know, if I'm not good cake. day one, I'll be great a month in. You know, so you come from a UT heavy, thick, very heavy background, thick with two C's. Yeah, heard that dummy thick. Um, so dummy that's your thick. that's your background. That's yeah. what you've always. Yeah, but I mean, also VT and PT and MT, you know. And I've done type one and type two PT. Okay. Uh, I'm actually so on April third, I'm gonna go take my VT level three. Wow. With yeah. Who? Craft. Uh, I'm not doing a refresher. I'm going in. Really? I'm going in, bro. Wow. I'm not confident. I wouldn't. I so I bought the books from ASCT Bookstore. I got all the methods. The books around here somewhere. Look, I got that old school book I right there. I saw that man. That's like a first edition that is leather a tone, binding of the dude. Non-destructive testing handbook. You have to read that by candlelight. That's the rule. Oh yeah, yeah. You make corrections with a quill and mm-hmm, ink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. It looks it looks dope. It's from the seventies, I think. Non-destructive testing handbook. But just some of the questions for the VT and P- VT and PT seem like so out of my realm of like understanding for the level three questions. Like the parts of the eye, they go really in depth into that. If they if they only talk about parts of the eye, I'm, I'm good. Okay. I've studied that. I'm good. What I'm what I'm what I'm focusing on more is the valve inspection because I don't know every kind of valve. Mm. I can name a lot of them, but I didn't know they went into that. No, and That's they insane. talk about the parts of each valve, and they'll ask you which which they'll ask you something like an elastomer or something. Is on which kind of valve? You know, the inspection of blank valve involves checking the, you know, this part, this part, this part. And it's a gimme if you know you're like, oh, right. yeah, uh, uh, um, a swing valve is the only valve that has these parts. Yeah, so it's a few of those things Ugh. that are a little bit more difficult because I've never, ever, ever had that kind of... but. When it comes into just the weld inspection stuff, defect oh, characterization, yeah. Yeah. and the eye stuff, because there's a finite, for, for whatever reason, like I took anatomy and physiology in, class, in, sure. in, in um, college. So I had a little bit. Tiny, it's not tiny, foreign tiny, to tiny you. A little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that one's not so bad. But um, yeah. So it's just, look, I'm going to go take it. I'm going to shoot my shot because shooters shoot. And. Yep. Um, we're going to see what happens. Hopefully, I can report back happy tales. Um, I hope so. I, I, I want you to get that. I'm 100% confident if I went and took the refresher course that I could that I could nail it. I believe you could, too. Uh, it'd be the awesome refresher could courses, man, are great. If you get a good instructor and yep. you get a refresher course, like, so, Eugene Sharpia, mm-hmm. OG in the game. I had only done UT on um, raw material. Wow. Straight beam, shear wave, right? Never done welds. Never done immersion. Nothing, right? I go take the uh, UT level three, pass it first try. Really? Yeah. See, I think they're always hit and miss. I think Eugene was a great teacher. Uh, definitely an OG in the game. Um, but I don't like going to a class, and I paid for this myself. I don't like going to a class and having somebody read the slides to me. 
Yeah. I don't like that. I don't need somebody to read. My comprehension isn't the issue. You got to come in with questions, though. It is it is on you to come in with questions. If you're expecting to get everything that you need to know straight from the class, you're doing it. You're- so, like, a good example is in the Materials and Processes in 2016, that book, mm-hmm. um, they added, like, foams, plastics, super thermal conductors, thermoplastic setting, thermo, you know, all this You're going to get questions about the difference between thermoset and, th- and thermoplastic. For sure. It's the temperature, right? <laughs> is, is, is that, that right? a thermoset? It uh, will will char and deteriorate. There you go. Up. This is a level three. <laughs> and thermoplastics just, are the kind that you can heat up. Just a handsome level two. <laughs> hey, man, the, the thing the thing to remember is that is that the, the thermoplastics. God damn! I hope this is right. The thermoplastics. The, the key. The key. The key. The key is that that they're they're plastic. You you can reintroduce a plastic state. As opposed to set, they're set, they're fixed. It's Kamara, set. I'm goddamn they're impressed set. right now. I'm, I, I'm look, telling man, you right I'm now. here for you. Oh man, I I'm here for it. you. I I'm here for it. us, man. Look, so I started going to the to the regional chapter meetings and mm-hmm. stuff because one, they're excellent networking. Two, these are great resources to talk to. Yeah, and they're so boring. I just want to do this online. I think we can do the same thing online. So off, uh, you know, off podcasts. There's a. Uh, what I wanted to talk to you about. There's yeah. a, there's there's something that I, I've I've been working on. Online I, stuff. Yeah. We got it. Got it. Just just got just got to do it. So I'm trying to do it. I'm doing it. It's it's getting done. It's getting done. It's getting done. And uh, I'm not the voice or the face for it. Okay. I need a, I need a prettier prettier face and a and a more charming voice. You know, legitimately, man, I do think that it's a shame that we don't have more women in the industry. You know, as far as pretty goes, traditional sense. You know, you know I don't think I need any more distractions. <laughs> I, I don't think I need any more distractions. No, I. I how much Ooh. UT would get done if they were in our office? Well, Zero. These are beautiful women. I Absolutely think. gorgeous. I could not, ladies. There would be no no work being done. No work. I believe in the integrity of my fellow inspectors well enough to say that we would all maintain a high level of professionalism. Yes. And that we would encourage them and harass them in the same ways that we harass everyone. Uh, there would be no different treatment. You know, we, we have a, a girl at our UT department uh, for Mistross on site. And, is she under um, 18? Is she what? You said girl. I'm believing you mean a woman. A woman. Okay, thank uh, you. Uh, uh, I, I don't know how old she is. How dare you? Thir- I'm sorry. Is she over 18? She is. She I'm is sorry. a woman. She's, she's a woman. Okay. Um, And... Uh, you know, she does get, you know, special treatment for sure. Um, you know, I mean, do you mean a separate bathroom? Is that what no, you consider special treatment? Not, when I say special treatment, I mean like there's favor there because mm-hmm. we're men who are used to working around ugly, gross men. By example, while I was out in the parking lot on site, this guy stepped out of his truck, pissed on his tire, and then got back in his truck to finish his lunch break. Uh-huh. Those are the kind of men that in the industry we're surrounded by on a daily basis. Yeah. Introduce a nice, good-looking, eloquent girl into that ratio, and you know there's not a whole lot of wrong she can do. Okay, now you are mistaking Tracy for a non-outdoor piss pisser. You will piss on a tire. One thousand percent. Really? On tires would be the cleaner areas. Oh no, no way. She Jules, is. Jules will lift her leg. This okay. is an OG Burning Man Wasteland Weekend attendee right here. You I, do not understand who you. I'm so trust me, trust me, one hundred percent. You fit in. Get an MT cert. 
Real talk, she would drop a deuce in the middle of a field if she had to. Heard that. Love you, babe. I don't know. You're putting all your business out there, but. I don't know how to take that. We don't need TP in this house. That's all I'm saying. The coronavirus can't stop us. No. We didn't, we didn't Bro, care we're not even with. worried. We're not even worried. I'll lick every doorknob from here to the fucking restaurant if we need to. <laughs> okay. can, can we please? Might have, to, might have to edit that part out. But anyway, no. Um, oh, we're. How did we get here? We want more beautiful women in NDT to model for us. I'm not beautiful. I'll take any kind of. I just want. Honestly, 100%, the point that I was trying to make is that I, I think there should be more diversity. Because if I'm being 100% honest, mm. because this is a buddies get buddies in, yeah. there have been a lot of white folks getting white folks in. Even I got in through white folks. My grandfather, sure. who was brought in through a white guy that saw him and was like, hey, I know you're smart and I like you. Come on. Yeah. So A white guy got me in. Your father? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that being said, I, I think you know there are there is a lot of diversity in the industry. No, there absolutely is. There's definitely more coming, but it's it's like ninety nine percent male. Like I haven't seen yeah. the percentages, but I've only worked. You work with one yep. woman out of you said hundred inspectors. <laughs> Less than ten uh, in my whole every, career. Every every place that I've been to, yeah, it's just like one, and it doesn't really make sense. You know, if the pay gap is something that you know we're we're trying to address, well. The in, this industry is available to you, and I don't want people pissing on tires to be the reason, you know, that that people, it's inaccessible. I mean, a lot True. of the field work is not geared towards the kinds of needs that uh, that a young woman would 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 have to address. Mainly, you know, um, the the sanitary aspects of it are yes. going to become uh, they're going to yeah they're, they're going to be a detriment to doing your job because if you're doing UT in particular pipeline stuff. When I was doing UT on raw material. Uh, especially at the uh, heat treaters and machine shops, you get all sorts of nasty grime all over your hands, yep. and you're not always able to uh, to wash them to the level that you know I would feel comfortable touching any orifice. You I, know what I mean, I agree. The most that I've seen women in the industry are confined to laboratory roles or administration roles. Yeah, and I don't know. I well, mean, I mean, pretty soon, like I know a woman in the industry that is willing to come on, and I want to talk to her about you know what her experience has been like sure uh her name's kiera bennett i don't know if you ever met her kiera bennett yeah i bet she's on my linkedin yeah and and you know there's a few other ones but because i i I do want to know um my wonderful girlfriend tracy asked me what would it be like you know if she showed up and it's hard for me to say i don't know you know i've always been a dude she's a good looking woman it would be easy for her it would be distracting but no one is going to take your test Kira for Bennett, you know yeah. yeah no one is going to take your test for you that's the so thing it's not going to be easy for no. anybody no. no one's going to take your test for you no one's going to fall on a grenade for you just because you're a girl true or a woman yeah Absolutely. so if anything it's going like like i'm not i'm not this I'm is not, sounding this, really this pro is, rally this here. is not i'm not virtual signaling okay like i'm just saying like you know it should be available to everybody and if there are women that think, look, it's a very, very tough job, even in its best place. Like I work in warehouses, even though I'm in aerospace, you're still in the warehouse. You know what I mean? Like you're not wearing pretty clothes to work. And that's for dudes too. There's a lot of dudes out there who don't want to do what we do, man. I know. It's, I, I think it is pretty open. Um, I don't think a lot of people know about it. A lot of people don't know about it. That's the main barrier. 
you know, because of the good old boy system. Yep. Because um, you're gonna get your buddy. But I don't know. I, I I'm with you. I would like to see it more more open. And as far as the training aspect goes, especially for the online training, I paid for the world spec. Um, and I'll throw them under the bus right now. I paid for the world spec basic level three refresher course online, and it was garbage. Garbage. Absolute garbage. Did the exact same thing. Garbage. Useless. Yeah. Uh, Seven hundred bucks, right? Yes. Uh, price around there. Yeah. Garbage. I, I would have said it was garbage for a hundred. Yeah. Anyone could do better with. Ha- that was the biggest waste of money that I've ever invested. And in how this is that TC1A compliant? How is that CP189 compliant? Garbage. I think I, that I, a I, good I, model with actual information that listen. I don't want someone to spell the test out for me. Give me the basic, you know, the questions. No, and, it's not even comprehensive enough. That's the issue. No, like it's, it's the worst kind of like. That's subpar a funny teaching. It's it, it it's maybe ten percent of what you needed to know. I did that, and because um, I never got a refresher for the basic, okay. that was the closest thing that I got. Really? Yeah, and the materials and processes is like the U.S. Steel. Uh, employee uh you know introduction video it was such garbage that was awful yeah i found better videos online searching how it's made yeah 100 percent. yes so that's what i would like to do is make sure that you know i don't want to just push level threes out you know i don't think i think you have to earn it but i would like to see better training on there you know yeah man but i do think because I even reached out because they're like, well, we'll put you in contact with a level three, you know? And at that time, that sounded like a good idea to me. And I, I met this guy uh, via email and he was no help. I would email him questions, no help. He would like send me these like screen grabbed images of answers to my questions. He was no help. And um, just, yeah, just the the lack of effort put into that was was so... You know, so I went and took the test, and I didn't. It's pass embarrassing. It again. No, it's that, embarrassing. The fact that's they that's should be NDT ashamed. people to NDT people. They should be ashamed, man. And Isn't integrity what we champion? That's what I don't understand. It's no, like, that's a money grab, man. And that whole that whole corporation, you know, um, that's what they've they've done. I mean, it's 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 amazing what they've done. I mean, Accurant obviously is a good company, you know. So it's Accurant, WorldSpec, Hellier, Hellier. Um, they're an AEC, so that's been providing a service in the industry for a long time, and they employ some good teachers. But man, it's just to see what the level that they—how many people go through that? They couldn't have spent more. Like, how many people go through rules back before they realize that it's garbage? I don't think anyone that's passed the level three basic did it because of that. Maybe program. in spite of. Yeah, yeah. Like for me, for me, what it took actually for me to pass, and this is what the guy told me because I wrote him afterwards. I was like, yeah, you know, I just took it and I didn't pass. And he's like, oh, well, you just need more experience. At the time, I was 25, you know. Um, so it, it was kind of a lot of it felt like shade. It felt like heavy shade. It felt like, yeah, why do you expect you to pass? I had already passed the UT level three. Right. But yeah, it covers it. It's so, so, so broad, but they shouldn't even put that out there. You know, if, if that's the attitude that you're going to get, well, of course, youngin, this isn't ready for you to pass. Right. Well, you know, I got mine before my 27th birthday. Mm-hmm. And, but what I did was I came in to every other training session uh, because our previous employer, I was able to, uh, they, they, they did, they, they put me in a lot of classes. So every single class that I went to, I came in with basic questions. You know, the questions from the basic, because I had already taken it twice at that point. Oh, wow. So I was like, look, here, I'll see you Wednesday what, how I do. Yeah. Oh, man, you're taking it Wednesday, huh? Yeah, 
Uh, in San Diego? Uh, no, LA. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, because today's Saturday. Good luck. Thank you. Um, it Don't be discouraged by what I'm saying. You have more experience. The issues are going to be the other methods. I mean, because what you're certified VTPT, MT, yeah. and of course UT phase, right? Sure. Have you ever had eddy current training? Never. Yeah. I don't know what eddy currents are, man. Yeah. Even after all that stuff, at, you know, in aerospace, all that, yeah. you know, radiography stuff, I don't know what that is. Yeah, no, it's going to be rough. But I think that the. It's going to feel like half of the test is asking you eddy current I'm questions. sure. I'm sure. But yeah. that's why I think that there's a. There is a. A need for a, a platform, a, mo- a platform where people can go, because um, we're working. I can't always take a week off for a class, so no, to have that exactly. online platform, to have a comprehensive level three training, and I don't even agree with doing the level two stuff online. If WorldSpec wants to push that bar, they that's can. garbage. I don't know how you get your UT level two online. I don't even want to. Or Look, I'm fine drive. with online, but what it needs to be then is not a slideshow presentation with a, with somebody dictating to you. Sure. It, there needs to be the two way conversation enabled. That's what I think needs right. to happen. 100%. It needs to be, cause you can do things remotely and people can bring in Skype in. I start talking mm. live in front of you and then you have your questions and then I can answer your questions because that's what you need. I think there's even an argument to be made that you can have comprehensive modules where a supplemental level three like yourself could be available mm-hmm. if needed. Yeah. During certain hours, schedule things with me and I'll be available. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's what I'm hoping to see. Um, that's what I want to do. That's I what wanna I want to make. I want to make that happen because what NDT people are doing to NDT people is it's, it's shameful. See, And this is one of my issues because what happens is you'll just take all the money. I know a lot of guys that have gone to a, uh, a school around here that they're getting government funding, so at least they're doing it for free, but they're taking their own time to do it, and they're not able to get the jobs, even though they're taking the school. So it's really, really sad mm. when when they uh, you know take time and money, and then you still can't get the jobs because it's still a buddy-buddy system. Yes. If you don't know somebody, you can't swing, swing a golf club. It, it, it becomes difficult to get in. I would like to assume that's for a lot of industries, not just NDT. I think that's probably for, for just about everything. You know, so, I mean, yeah. I fortunately, mean, we are buddy buddies with people that got us in at a, at a good industry. No, I, I know. And, and I'm, I'm hoping to find a way around that. Like I have an, an idea for a company that would, would, would give you training mm-hmm. and then also require practical experience. That way you could graduate from the training with a level two. So it's all, you sign up. I mean, it would almost be like- you Like know, your ACCP level two? Come well, out the game. it's like, it's like okay, this is, a, this is a, a truly comprehensive class, or at least a level one. Like you're going to graduate with 100 or 210 hours of UT experience, you know. So classroom and, uh, and on the job OJT. training combined into one. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's my idea. Because nobody wants to pick you up off the street until you have at least a level two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so, you know, even in my girlfriend's industry, yoga instructor, there's a place that um, is kind of debated uh, about the values of, of, of them, but you know, it's core power yoga. And they just kind of 
churn people out. Sure. It's they a just, factory. They just churn yeah. instructors out. Yep. So they all know the That's same Spartan. things. Yeah. It's, it's like <laughs> Spartan. It's yep. like Spartan. But it's like, so you hit the street and these guys go everywhere. But it's like, it's like, it's like if you're in the industry, you know what they know and you know what they don't. Just mm-hmm. like the Spartan guys. Yep. It's like, oh, okay, I, I, I know what to expect from you. And it's not going to be high. So it's up to you based off your individual merits to, to like overcome some of those stereotypes that are already attached to your name. I agree with you. I mean, I th- that's going to be your challenge throughout the entire industry. In, in, I think so. In any, in any industry. But, but I think there's going to be an influx of NDT personnel needed. I mean, there's, I, I really do think that our industry so. is growing. And not just for special, um, you know, people with specialties like us. I think it's growing for, you know, the, the surface certification guys. I think it's going to become more and more and more. And I want to see that happen, but you're right. It is hard for guys. And as long honest, as America is doing out. manufacturing, uh, the the industry will grow. And and even when we transition to um, alternative uh, energy, because sure. there's there's a growing push for that. Someone's got to make it. Yes, and we will manufacture it here. A lot of it, I imagine, because uh, it'll be cheaper. At least while it's in the R and D phases, and that will mean that the old hats are going to stay where they're at. And they're going to ride those things into the grave, 100%. Yeah. So there, that means there will be more openings for young young people to get on board with whatever methods there are. And I've encountered this since I was in it, and I'm sure you have too, that the old heads that have kind of stopped progression, they're leaving more and more and more. These yeah. old, young engineers are coming in with bright ideas, I yeah. mean, with understandings of NDT methods. I think that's why UT's gained such a foothold in the industry where our, it was RT everywhere 10 years ago. And of course it's a good point yeah. with technology and stuff. But um, I think we're seeing that old head mentality go out. It's, it's merit based. A now. little bit, man. I was a little upset because you tell me your opinion of this. So you're going to go, you're going to get your UT level three, right? That's the first one you're trying to get, right? Yeah. Do you think your honest opinion that there should be a phased array level three as well? Why or why not? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a lot of uh, flack for this. I think that UT is UT, uh, and I fine. think that maybe it's a, it's a method yeah. as defined by ASNT. And then I, um, you know, there are techniques. I think right. that the level three should test on TOFs, TFM, full matrix capture, as they become prominently industrially accepted. Fair. But I mean, okay, no, I mean you're right. That's exactly what Michael McGloin told me, and he's sitting currently. He's he's like the president of ASNT. They have absolutely no point. NAS 410 just did their latest revision. Mm-hmm. They didn't even add phased array as a separate cert. Really? NAS yep. 410? Yep. That's yep. surprising. Uh-huh. So, wow. you know, I'm like, okay, well, you want to say it's a it's it's a technique within the method, but you have an you you you're comfortable requiring 80 hours of training, additional training for it. And then requiring, um, what is it, um, 640 hours of, of, of OJT yep. on top, but then you don't, you don't have a, a level three for it, you know. And the issue that I'm having is, you know, there are still there are still handshake jobs given out to these level threes, yes. and they don't know anything about phased array. That's the inverse of what I just said. I also don't like when a level three pretends like he knows what I'm doing. They don't even need to pretend, you know, it's just, you know, a quality manager moves over to a new company and then a, uh, you know, well, we need a level three. 
well, you're level three. Yeah, come on over. And then boom, and it's like, it happens what every the, day. What the hell? You know, yeah. you don't know anything about what we're doing. You can't even help us. It happens every day. Yeah. And uh, so then the, the pressure gets put on the best phased array guy down there. And all you do is, you know, you force that guy out. And there's no way. I mean, look, I'm not saying I'm the best of the best, but, you know, if he's top three. Said that, <laughs> <laughs> Dylon, 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 mm. Dylon. No, but seriously, I'm just saying that it should. There should be a way for me to distinguish, you know, my fucking superiority. No, but <laughs> no, and it's like it ain't just this beard, y'all. <laughs> yeah. API API is a way to do it. There are other ways to test. You know, uh, I've, no one's ever given a fuck about my APIs. I just spout that as a gospel to myself, but no one's ever cared about that. You're a, you're a real phased array inspector. I am a real fa- I said that one time uh, in passing, and Kamara's never let it go. I'm not letting it go. <laughs> I don't blame you. Go. I wouldn't. Yeah. No, but I mean, so NAS410 didn't have it. You know, the president of AST has absolutely no, because he said the same thing about um, CR, DR, and CT. Sure. So what do you think? Maybe an endorsement to your level three? Something. So you think it should be separate? Like, you have comprehensive knowledge, like Matt Lieb-level understanding of phased array ultrasonics to where you can build and, you know, speak really detailed on all these on all this stuff. I agree. I mean, I just, I, 100%, if you've only done conventional UT, mm-hmm. can you just go figure out phased array? They no. are as separate as two different methods, man. They truly, truly are. So, th- to that point, I mm-hmm. am going to go get my MT sometime this year. Mm-hmm. I've only ever done a yoke. So, bench, right? Okay. But, so, should that be two separate? Those are huge um, differences. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, 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 you know, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good, but I, I will say that they are not as different. So, because... I went and uh, we have a bench now because sure. I'd always done yoke before too. Right. And uh, finally looked at the bench. It's not really doing much different. You know, those are techniques within the method. What, one week I could probably figure it out decently? Yeah. I mean, I just feel like phased array is an order of magnitude more comp- complicated than um, UT. I agree. The, I the, think the it's screen... because it's your specialty. You. I want there to be. I, and I want, I want there to be this i want this distinction to exist i'm with you if they come out with that i'm first in line that's what i'm saying i'm, I'm going to, to i'm up. going to get it you, you know? know and 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 i know for a fact that there are a lot of level threes that are you know been resting on their laurels and they're using points to research mm-hmm. and they couldn't pass it so you think we need reformation across the whole industry now, look at me now i'm like tear it down i know he's he's Pinning his 99 uh, thesis to the <laughs> yeah. wall. I'm with you. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not really that big of a deal to me, except that I do lose sleep about it and I cry. <laughs> but, you know, aside from those things, you know, I don't really even, you know, it doesn't matter because my merits will speak for myself. And, you know, your merits do speak for yourself. Or, I think you're okay. a fantastic inspector. I think you Aww. have the utmost integrity. I, I, uh, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have came all the way to San Diego, uh, jet lagged, uh, if, if I didn't. But, it's a jet lag that made you speak to my integrity, but uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, def- definitely not the uh, the Basil Hayden's, which is uh, so good. Oh man, um, it's such a good bourbon. But uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I think uh, I think we do need reform in the industry. I think uh, 
It's coming slowly with people like us, young guys I, like so us. So do you in. go? So okay, uh, last thing, last thing, because yep. I think we probably should wrap it. Yeah, we should probably wrap it. Okay. Soon. But um, why or why not local chapter stuff? I haven't had to deal with it because I'm not level three. Um, See, okay, that's the wrong answer. I know. I they should want, be more involved. Yeah, and they want more level twos. If, a, if a bunch of level twos showed up, just like when assistants show up to my trailer, what do I do? Yeah. Maybe not so much anymore because I'm a reformed man. Uh, but, you know, like, you, you, there's lanes in NDT. It's not for only level threes. They say that, and I agree with that they mean that. But Everyone if a bunch of level there, twos came but in. But I'll tell you what. Okay, so, so I go to this one in San Diego now. and How every, often? Um, I've only been to two. So quarterly. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I want, I'm going to start trying to go every month, especially if I like the speaker, but I will tell you the average age is like 60, right? Yeah. Which sucks. But I feel like if we, if we, you know, gang, gang, gang in right. there, you know, but <laughs> that, that could be more fun, but also everyone there because the average age is 60, they're all employers. These are employers. Yeah. And if they're not they're direct employers. They're on boards. They're, 100%. They're, they're council man. members. I'm yes. with you. I think that there should be more. In, there should be more. We should be more involved. I haven't been more involved. Do I you mean, think I should as a level two before I go get my level three? I just. I mean, it's it's not even actually worth enough points um, to go. Oh, really? Yeah. The membership alone is worth more points. Oh. But. Yeah. No, I know. It's only worth 0.3 but points per meeting. But the networking is yeah. is indispensable, and for me personally, I just I want to see it do better. I want to see it do better, so I you know I feel like yeah that I want. It would be more fun if I knew that I was going to show up and I was going to see like minded you know people who who want to stay in this industry and want to see it grow and want to see it do well. But how many people are passionate about NDT to where on their own time they start a podcast? Or are a part of a podcast oh, where like, man, man, dude, there ain't a lot of us. I know. I care about UT. I think it's fantastic and I'm blessed to be a part of it. But man, not everybody feels the same. It's a job to a lot of people. It's been a blessing in my life and I want to share it. I'm with you. I've never stifled Even anybody. Even though there are times that I want to get out of it. But it doesn't matter what it is. Like, you know, I, I plan on having people in other industries sure. on here. And I and a, a buddy of mine, he he just transferred from he was a he's been a successful restaurant guy for a long time, but he just went into heavy equipment sales. Wow! And I you know I want to and I, I want to talk to him about why like you yeah. know what is it you know? And I mean there are merits of, of everything, but he's a non he's a no degree guy. So the way I see this more than anything is like we're tradesmen and we have to navigate this new workspace and it's difficult. You know, we have a long, arduous journey ahead of us. And the people that care, I hope that our voices are heard. I hope it's, so, too. I do. And with that, I think our, our we're ladies, wrap. Are, get, our we're ladies are getting even, hungry. Yeah, we're going to go. If, we're gonna uh, get some, if my we're girlfriend makes pasta food. eyes at me one more time, I'm getting in trouble. We're doing this. All right. Kamar, thank you so much. Thank you, Stephen. So that was my podcast with Steven. Very interesting guy. We had a lot of fun doing that, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it as well. Still waiting for my first email for the NDT talk at gmail.com. 
letting me know anybody in the San Diego or Los Angeles area that you might like to, uh, you know, have tell their story here. Maybe somebody that we can learn from. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next time.